Hi everyone, my name is Satan or Alyssa Vamp on the interwebs. I go by uh, she, they, and tonight I will be playing our warlock rogue, Yuiza, uh, definitely a wood elf, and they go by she, her. Yeah, they, that's me. Oh my goodness, I'm Abby. Tonight, I will be your holing cleric of keening, Iskorth. And because we're both sis, our moms picked out our pronouns, so she, her will do. Hi, everybody. I'm Zachary Vaudo. Uh, any pronouns are fine by me. Tonight, I'm playing Arat Chijin, your blind, Domphir, wild oracle, who also doesn't particularly care what pronouns he uses, just leans a little bit more towards he. I bet you're all wondering why I've gathered you here tonight. Hello, everybody. My name is RJ. Today, I'll be playing Sulong Shen. He's a Druid barbarian, and I'm here to have fun. We both go by he, him. Gosh, and that just leaves me, everybody. Hey, everyone, I'm Sarah Roberts. You probably know me from all the social medias, uh, so I'll keep it short. I'm going to be your GM for this evening, and I'm going to be taking these players through what I hope is a really fun adventure. I don't know. They might hate it. They might leave. They might never come back. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, last we left off, everyone, uh, you were all gathered in the Bone and Sword Tavern after some long days on the road and an encounter with a you think it might be a fey being uh, after escaping um, the fey circle we'll call it for now we didn't think too hard on it once y'all got out uh, and picking up a few uh, items along the way you made your way to the tavern and talked to a few of the locals you met uh, the bard Artilles who is setting up currently uh, to begin his set. The other bard, who he told you all was Barbara, uh, the tiefling with purple curled hair and horns painted gold on the tips, uh, is packing up her sheet music and getting ready to head over to the bar. As you wrapped up your conversation with Artilles, you saw a figure, short and with a hood obscuring their face, wrap up their conversation with the bartender and head out. Shortly after that, the gentleman who Fiskorth attempted to solicit to, um, that completely ignored our sweet little bat, uh, nodded to a table in the back and got up. The group in the back shortly after followed him out. And that is where we pick up our story today. So. That was a lot of footsteps. That was super suspicious, I'm just saying. And they hope we haven't interrupted some sort of social ritual. <laughs> I don't think we were given an invite. Did everybody leave? Yes, most people. Uh, so, like, in the back, there were a group of people. Um, one of them I saved when, like, horses came by, right? And, like, so there was this weird guy in the hood at the bar, and he got a piece of paper from, like, another guy. And then he left, and then the guy that Fizz was talking to, or trying to talk to, that was, like, you know, mysterious and apparently doesn't drink, uh, also left. And then the group in the back left with the guy that I saved from the horses. I think that covered it, right? Did I miss anything? Oh, we talked to the bar, but you were there for that. Yes. That feels suspicious. Right? That's what I said. Swan's just gonna take a long drink from his mug of ale. So are we going after them or not? Of course! 
course we are. We have to know if there are invitations to this particular soiree, perhaps, that's happening behind the bar from our eyes, hidden, mysterious. Sulong reaches over the table and grabs Arat's drink and just pulls it to himself before downing it himself. If you feel that what they are doing may be troublesome, then perhaps we should investigate. We are still wardens after all. What if we just want to know because we're nosy? Well, there's that too, but we also have badges. That is true. Curiosity is a virtue and a badge is a key. Shall we? Okay. She's going down her drink and stand up. Sulong leaves a gold piece on the table and just takes, like, a plate of food with him as he walks outside. Scoop all my cards up. Desperately shuffling them back together. All right. Uh, as you head out, um, Artilles gives you a nod, Uiza, and a wave. Uh, looks a little bummed that you're not sticking around to listen to his music, but you all head out. I'll uh, be back! Where do you go first? Your talk took about four to five minutes deciding what to do. Can I see any fresh tracks in front of the tavern? Make me a survival check. I am not good at that, but I'll do it. Nine. There's a ton of tracks. Yeah, guys, I don't know where there's a lot of footprints up in here because a lot of people walk this way, so... May I attempt a survival roll? Yeah. 22. 22. Like you said, there's a lot of foot traffic and cart traffic. However, uh, you distinctly note that there is a group of footprints, roughly the same amount of people as the folks who just left the bar. They go down the road about 10 yards and then veer off into the forest. Uh, Sulong nudges Yuiza, like, just gently, and with, like, the chicken bone in his hand, kind of gestures to the group of tracks and points towards oh the Oh my god. I totally found where they're going, guys. Oh, good. Uh, near an alley, let's go. Do y'all know how to be sneaky? I am the image of subtlety, it's my dear. so loud face falls temporarily. Oh, well, I suppose I could follow your lead then. I didn't mean to make you sad. You just scream a lot sometimes. Are you taking precious no, sneaky boy with I'm you? I'm really acting. <laughs> Is there a stable in this tavern? Uh, in the tavern, no. Outside the tavern, yes. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would like to go to the stable outside the tavern and be like, um, hi, uh, how much would it cost to like put up a, a small animal for the night? Um, there's actually no one working out there. Uh, you get the feeling that first come, first serve. Uh, you could go to the bartenders and ask for a specific spot, but it seems like everyone just finds a convenient place to hitch up their animals inside. Um, there are stalls uh, where you could put him, uh, and you see a few horses inside. Also, off to the back, you notice another set of double doors with a soft light coming from the other side. I'm going to go put Precious Stinky Boy in the stable. One second. 
I'm going to put Precious Stinky Boy in one of the stables to make sure he has granola and some fruit and some stuff to eat. And I'm going to lock up the stable door and then I'm definitely going to try and see what's behind those two doors. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can easily enough done. Um, it's just a set of uh, double wooden doors um, big enough to get a horse through. Uh, there is a lock on it, though, strangely enough. Oh my god, uh, a lock. That's definitely going to stop me, she says as she takes out her thieves' tools. Roll me your thieves' tools. 19. Oh no, this is definitely going to stop me from going in there. Yep, it's uh, it's definitely a standard lock, nothing out of the ordinary. And as you open it up, uh, you see inside a desk with no chair. There's a lamp that is currently lit on it. You see off to the side sort of a bedding area that's been set up. You see a pack of, um, like, a travel pack that someone would carry with them. And as you sit there for a minute, roll me... Roll me insight. I have one inspiration left. (laughs) Would you like to use that? That was six. What was your roll? Uh, Six. Okay. Uh, well, my roll was three. Okay. Uh, natural 20, baby, for 23. Yeah. You, Use your inspiration, guys. <laughs> you realize that uh, this is probably Artilly's room. This is probably set up for centaurs uh, to conveniently have a place to stay uh, that, you know, modern bedding wouldn't necessarily allow for. a little bit weird now huh I'm going to first of all are there any bags yeah his pack's there can I go through it sure go ahead and uh, roll me investigation 16 a grand you find a few shirts um, some maps of the area um, notated with where he's traveled recently, probably what helped him navigate here. Uh, There are a few notes um, written in a journal. They look to be like song lyrics uh, and some chord notations. I'm going to take his maps and then I'll leave everything exactly how I found it. All right. You now have a more detailed regional map of the area. Add it to your inventory. Anything else you'd like to do while you're here? Nope, she's going to leave everything how it was. She's going to go out, lock the door again. Roll me performance. I don't like that. Moving stuff is easy. Putting it back the way it was is hard. (laughs) Eight. Okay. So you go out, you connect with your friends. I lock the door back up. (laughs) Hey, guys. Okay, I put the precious thank you boy in the stable. Okay. I almost pity those majestic creatures there with him, but I'm afraid of that wretched creature. You know what? I'm not sorry I offended you by calling you loud. You warned me! Truly, I say, especially loud. <laughs> Do we want to follow the people, or are we doing other things now? No. Also, as we as we're walking, uh, 
I may, I, we now have maps. Don't worry about it. Oh, did you fetch these from a printer suddenly? Oh, they're quite intricate. Yes. Sulong just like leaves his empty plate on a barrel top and <laughs> licks a finger. If I don't know, I can't be complicit. Listen, I become more confused we? by the second. Yes. I'll take Everett by the hand and just go into this dark, mysterious path. You begin to follow the uh, trail of footsteps into the woods. Are you all going stealthily? Sure as heck try. All right. Everybody roll me stealth. 14. In? Fake 20. Okay. Seven. Okay. No one ever heard of a stealthy barbarian. What did Fiskworth get? 11. 11. Image of subtlety. Well... Luckily for you all, for this group check, you have Yuiza with you. Uh, you were all able to meet the group DC. Uh, you do walk through the woods, and it gets darker and darker the further away you get from the tavern and the road. Yuiza, it gets a little harder for you to see. Um, if you want to light a torch, that is optional as well. Uh, but you do have the cover of darkness at your uh, as your advantage right now. Uh, uh, and as she... you... Go ahead. She's just going to put her hand on Sulong's shoulder. She's not going to turn on a torch. Okay. Uh, as you all walk through the forest, uh, you begin to hear the sounds of chopping and a the crackling of fires. And through the trees, just past the tree line breaking, you see the glow of firelight and you hear voices clarify is this like wooden chopping or is this meaty chopping because sounds, i know there sounds difference. very meaty Viscworth. it sounds like home i was worried about that oh how should we approach this or do we want to approach this i don't know it sounds meaty whatever they're doing Little too bit much like home, if I do say so myself. Observation may be our friend here. Let's look. It might just be hams. They could just be processing hams, for all we know. Not people, hams, preferable. I do have a way that I could get closer. Of course, the disadvantage is that the only person that can potentially get close without being detected this way is me, who cannot see anything. How loud are you having this conversation? I'm very low. I, I, I speak low out of very character quietly. as a character anyway, so I'm down here. Everyone who's talking, give me another stealth. Uh, 18. Edge of subtlety. 12. <sighs> Lucky Four. that they rolled low. Yeah, I continue with that. Silong just looks at everybody, tilts his head to the side, and then turns into a snake using a wild-shaped charge. I didn't know you could do that, okay? I was thinking about turning invisible, but if you want to be a snake that shows up in camp, just uh, don't get your head chopped off. 
very careful. Be sneaky. Slither off. <laughs> okay. How close are you getting to the firelight? Uh, I'll stay by the ed- like uh by the edge. Could I say I get up to like this tent flap here? Sure. Uh, roll me stealth with the snake stats. Natural 20 for 23. Okay, good. You are not noticed. Uh, as you slither up to the closest tent, uh, you see a dwarven gentleman and a uh, an orcish woman having a conversation next to one of the fires. They're having an amiable conversation. Do you overhear them chatting? They are talking about their next plans, uh, where they are going next. Uh, roll me a perception check. We'll see how much you hear. It hit the corner, was teetering on a one, and then slammed back down for a 19, 23. Okay. Uh, they're talking about taking a job in the mountains. Uh, there are reports of people going missing up in the mountains, possibly to a creature. No one is quite sure uh, what the culprit may be, um, but they're they're contemplating picking up the job. That doesn't sound like bandit talk. That doesn't sound like bandit talk at all. While Sulong is listening in on this conversation, what are the three of you doing? I respect Sulong's abilities. I'm letting him do his thing, but oh my god, I am possessed by such curiosities by the Blood Father. I am trying my best to listen in from where I'm standing. You actually, I will move just a little bit closer if I can. Okay, the big white bat moves closer. I would like to sneak around the camp if I can to the other side. Okay. I'm standing right where I am uh, because I have pretty good hearing. And from what I can tell, I'm in a direct line uh, with people if from the darkness if anything needs to happen. And I don't need to see. So I'm just sitting here quietly st or standing quietly listening. Yuiza and Fiskorth, roll me stealth again. These will be individual checks for the two of you. I got a 16. All right, Fiskorth got a 16. I got a nine. A nine. Oh. I rolled a two. Fiskorth, you are not seen as you move closer towards the wood stakes that are stuck into the ground uh, on a framework pointing outwards. Um, the kind of thing that uh, you used in the caves to keep larger predators from coming in easily. Yuiza, as you... Move through the forest in the darkness. You see these two. However, you get your foot caught on part of this structure and you stumble over hitting the ground. And that rhythmic chop, 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 that meaty chop stops. I'm assuming I could hear you used to fall from where I am. Oh, the whole camp heard it. Wait, uh, could I do something? Can I do something rapid quick? 
You can. I want to feel like flat down, flat down on the ground for like a, for a rock or stick. Okay. In the when the woods, I'm assuming I'll, I'll find something like a a, de- a decently sized one. And I want to throw it that way as far as possible. You can see that. I am not able to see. Okay, to the bottom to the oh, bottom of go. the screen. Basically, it'd be, it'd be to my right. Okay, uh, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, go ahead and um, and just make me a a d twenty, a d twenty roll. Well, um, that's happening as soon as Yuiza hits the ground. I want her to change her face to uh, a more masculine face. She changes from her usual self to a a human man with dirty blonde hair, uh, dark brown eyes. That's about the same height as her. And she's going to pull her cloak over herself. Okay. Sulong, from your vantage point, you hear something hit wood and fall over just outside of the light of the camp. And you watch as the hooded figure and the stoic gentleman from the tavern come out of the largest tent. The stoic gentleman points at those sitting around the campfire silently and points some of them to go north and some of them to go south. All right, this is where you're going to make your throw. What did you get? Great. Yes, uh, I'll, I I have two inspiration. I'm going to spend one because I rolled an eight. Okay. And that is double that for a 16. 16. The gentleman who is just directing everyone whips their head around and nods to two of them to come with him. He will be going towards where you just made noise. Yes, the so hooded... basically bottom of the screen as far away as possible from everybody else. The hooded figure uh, will stay where they are at the camp. And these guys will get down to about here. Uh, the blonde elven woman starts heading off this way and... These two start heading towards Yuisa. Sulong, are you staying as a snake? Yeah, I am. Okay, are you staying where you're at? I'm going to try and slither back to where I thought my group was. Okay. Waiting patiently. I'm still there. I'm still there. Okay. Thank you. Uh, roll me stealth. Sure. Sulong, as you are trying to slither back, quick as lightning, something wraps around your little snaky neck. As the person who stayed behind spots you and leaps to grab you. Yuiza, you hear the sound of two people approaching you. They are moving quickly and quietly. You hear the sound of weapons being drawn. What do you do? She is going to try to, uh, for lack of a better word, slither out of there um, and uh, go maybe a few trees in and try to climb up a tree and hide. 
Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll me uh, stealth. Unnatural 20. But you see them move in and look around. They wait and listen for a few moments. It feels like forever. And then they start moving backwards towards the safety of the light. Fiskorth, what are you doing? You know, most people would say I should hide. These people seem really harsh, but I'm holding out hope. You know, we gotta try a new approach. They seem friendly enough in the tavern. Maybe they just wanted to not draw a lot of attention. If anyone approaches me, Fiskworth is not making any movement to hide, but rather is just the, the energy of someone who is going through the store and has no idea where she is. She's about to ask where the freezer aisle is, except beg for her life. Fiskworth, roll me stealth. We will see Can't if do. the person with Sulong spots you. 20. Was that a natural 20? Dirty. Discorth, you see the head of the hooded figure turn directly towards you. And you hear a, who goes there? No, I say out from the, the dark, whispering for absolutely no reason, but it seems appropriate. What do you want? My friends, have you seen them? I'm looking for uh, a gentleman, very large, uh, four arms. Uh, There's more elf. of you. And Sulong, yes. as this person says that, you feel your snake body get tossed away. But as you do, you also see the flash of silver that comes out from their cloak. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. You mean there's more of you? Where are they? I'm not entirely sure that's why I was asking you. Go away. You wouldn't mind. Oh. If you insist. Might I ask, though, uh, you, I, I happen to be an adventurer myself, a member of the Wardens. In fact, I could perhaps provide some assistance if you help me find my friends, maybe. Wardens? You know. Yes. Everyone come back, the Wardens. Get your, get your weapons. <laughs> uh, and you hear the drawing of weapons as all of their compatriots begin converging on their location. Once I hear everybody run back into the center, can I do something? I'm just standing over there. And on your turn, I'm going to need you all to roll initiative at this point. Okay. I'm so sorry, y'all. It's a nat 20 for 21. This is not how I expected this to go, but you know what? 13 for me. I... I, I... <laughs> I thought they were just going to be adventurers and maybe we could just explain, be like, hey, can we help each other out? It was not that. 19. A 15. All right. Uh, all right. Lucky for you, you did come up first in combat. Sulong, you are on deck. So hearing everybody race back into the center, I don't know if that's everybody from the group that just ran back in, but it sounds like a lot of footsteps all at once. So just from my cover, I just go like, last time I asked, this time I'm not asking. And I'm going to pull from my uh, my fate hand, uh, the one of plants, and I'm going to throw it. Uh, 30 foot uh, cube. 
So basically, it, it, it's going to cover cover the area that covers all five of these people that are in the middle, but not the two people that are on the edge. Okay. Uh, that is. Yeah, that's difficult. That's difficult terrain. They have to make a strength saving throw to see if they're restrained or not right now. They've, I think the save is 16. Uh, and you said it's everyone except for the two on the side? Yep. And so that and then for a uh, bonus action, I, I just pick, I pick up my hand and use Convergent Return and the plant card pops right back into my hand and I'm listening if anybody else moves. Okay. That'll be for my next turn. Uh, let's see. Up next, we have Sulong. What you doing, Snake Boy? Well, I guess this is happening. Uh, 10, 20. Okay, free action to dismiss my wild shape, turning back into Sulong. Bonus action to activate my treant form so that my punches do d8s. And then running up to the orc lady. Okay. Uh, and bopping her across the face with my treant infused fists. Okay, roll to hit. Uh, 21 to hit. It's uh, nine points of bludgeoning damage. And then that's, that's it. Okay. Up next, we have Sin, who is currently entangled. Uh, and they are just going to begin trying to whack at the foliage around them. Uh, what is it to get out of that? Uh... It is another strength saving throw, I believe. Yep, strength. Yep, another, it's a strength check, actually, not, not a saving throw. Uh, what's the DC? 16. Uh, they don't make that, so they will still be restrained and trying to get free. Uh, up next, Yuiza. Okay, so Yuiza is going to move closer. She is going to, from the back, she is going to take a deep breath. Under her breath, she says a few incantations, and with her action, she's going to cast Swarm of Vile Things. As she begins to cast this, it'll be in front of these two over here between the tents. Uh, it is a, a large swarm of small aberrations, and you see these insects and worms just start pulling up from the ground. They glow this bright teal color as they burrow out of the ground. Is this an AoE spell? What's the radius on it? It is uh, within 60 feet of me, and they're a large creature, technically. Okay, and so I want to cast it like near, yeah, right in front of those those two. Okay. Because I can direct them as a bonus action. Okay. You can use your bonus action to direct them. Yeah. So I'm going to direct them to attack these two people. That is my turn. Uh, what's uh, what's the attack? They're going to use a multi-attack. And they're going okay. to uh, bite them once. Uh, it's going to bite the dwarven gentleman. It's going to be a total of 22 to hit. That hit. And it's 2d6 plus 2. Let me put that. So it's going to be a total of 8 points of slashing damage. Duh. And then it's going to do Bile Sting. 
which to the same person because the multi attack. I'm assuming a twelve does not hit. Does it? It does hit. It does. Six points of piercing damage. And they okay. make a DC 13 constitution saving throw. They do not because they fall to the ground at zero HP. What does it look like as your summon creature murders this person? There's a oops in the background. And it just, it's these um, fey bugs that crawl out of the earth and just swarm this man all over. And as it does, and he falls to the ground with its swarm, I think anyone that could hear it, there is a bit of a gasp from Yuiza. She starts taking a step back, not realizing that she did that. The rest of you are able to see this happen. And as it does, at this person's cry of pain, Sulong, the woman that you have been fighting, her head whips around and she screams his name. She screams for fetch and draws everyone's attention to it. And the rest of the people in combat with you turn their heads as well. I've never seen this before. I will stop punching this woman and look in horror. Up next, Fiskorth. You know, I didn't intend for this to be an all-out brawl. I just figured we were helping some fellow adventurers. I'm going to try to end this non-lethally going to step out of the shadows three closest figures to me and cast Bane at level three. Okay. So they almost make charisma saving throws with a DC of 14. Our hooded figure fails. The stoic gentleman passes. Of course he does. It's that high charisma. I didn't model him after Geralt for nothing. Uh, and the uh, the woman who just shouted after the man who fell in battle fails. I do a little wave of my fingers. I just wanted to speak. There's no need for violence. I'm a cleric. I can help your friend. Please just stop. And you hear the woman in the back with her two swords drawn, struggling against the vines. No need for violence? You all attacked us! Anything else for your turn? I didn't attack them at all, I just feel bad! I was just trying to make friends! No, that's the end of my turn! Okay. Up next... We have Blaze. Uh, what is the strength save, Arat? Uh, it's 16. Uh, they succeed. Are they I'm able so to they move still on? Half move. Okay. Yeah, Are they, they able to I move on this so. uh, they, Okay. I think so. I think they just get half movement because it's still difficult terrain. Okay. Uh, ignoring those of you still over here, they begin moving back towards their fallen comrade. Yuiza, you watch as the gentleman that you saved hanging from his horse earlier that day begins moving towards you. He hasn't seen you yet. Up next, the Earth Genasi gentleman that you can see, Yuiza, he has gray skin and gem-like green hair growing from his head. 
and looks out towards the woods, taking a defensive stance, standing over his friend, trying to check and see if there's anything that he can do to help. Up next, the stoic gentleman that you spoke to, Fiskorth, in the bar, begins making his movement, moving backwards, taking up stance near the woman who screamed at you about attacking them. Takes up a defensive stance in front of her, putting himself between you and her. Head moving back and forth, looking for whatever summoned that thing over there. The hooded figure also closes ranks. I believe, I believe he also passed his uh, save at the beginning. I think so. Up next is the downed gentleman leaving the screaming and now sobbing orcish woman in front of you, Sulong, Long, as she begins to try and move. Uh, what was the strength save, DC? I know she failed. I was 16. All right, she gets a dirty 21. Uh, and she begins taking her movement uh, back towards him. Hysterical, working to get past her companions. Sulong, if you'd like to make your attack of opportunity, you can. I would not. Okay. That takes us to the top of the round. All right. Hearing everything, Garrett just like grips his teeth when he hears the like the horde of killing <laughs> that happened. Laps his cards back together. He's feeling through every one to see if there's anything that can do anything about this. Spoiler: There's not. Uh, my full movement up is going to be up to uh, up behind Fiskorth. I said, "Do you have anything that can help that man?" Templeheim's going to need a lot more. I, I didn't think it was going to go this bad. And I'm going to wave my hand and dismiss plant growth. Let's go do what you can. Yeah, it's very clear. Like, there's a look of intense agitation on Arat's face. That's all, that's all my action. I'm not taking anything. Okay. Uh, up next, we have Sulong. Sulong, not knowing where this creature came from, will, with his movement, saddle up next to the lady with the dual blades and raise his shield towards the creature. He's prepping a produce flame in one hand and will send it at the mound of worms. Okay. Uh, is that a roll to hit, or does it just, uh... It's a roll to hit, and I now okay. 20. Okay. Uh, use, does that hit Yuiza's uh, summon creature, Satan? Yeah. Okay. 24 points of fire damage. Okay. They're still up. Okay. Uh, up next, you see the blonde woman who yelled at all of you with the vines gone running in and swings with her weapon. Does an 18 hit? Yeah. Yuiza? Okay. Uh, it is going to take nine points of slashing damage from her sword. That's halved. Okay. Up next, Yuiza, it's your turn. Yuiza stands there with a shocked expression, 
this wasn't the outcome that she thought. Her eyes are wide, and I think the spell drops. So you see these creatures just kind of melt away. She is going to take another step back, and then another. And she is going to use her full movement and action to dash away. Okay. Up next. Fiskworth. You were asked to help. Is there anything you'd like to do? Oh gosh, they're not going to let me near the fallen comrade. They think that we're monsters. Are we monsters? I, I don't know. I was just trying. I just, all I can think to do is just step a little more into the light. Hold up my wings, no crossbow, and hope it's an appeasing gesture. As you do, the orcish woman makes it past her companions and goes and picks up the dwarven gentleman, the rest of them gathering around the large one and the one Yiza saved moving in as well, keeping a close eye on you. Their weapon's still drawn. What would the group like to do? I continue to walk inward, just slowly, bit by bit. Sulong has planted his shield into the ground and is standing next to it, not combatively. It has, like, arms raised, like he's not going to fight anymore. The small hooded figure, their head is on a swivel, and looks at you with your hands up, shield firmly in the ground. What do you want? We don't have any gold for you to take. You want the jobs in town? Go take them. We're leaving anyways. Stupid wardens. They're right to run you out of all the cities. Run out of... Wardens help people. We, we thought that maybe you needed help. We're not here to arrest anyone. We're not guards. Uh, we can help your friend. I, I'm a cleric. Please, just... Uh, we, I didn't mean... And this is visibly shaking. Okay. This is not what she thought was happening. Roll me persuasion. Okay. Oh god, here goes. If anyone would like to help Fiskworth, just tell me how you do it, and she can have advantage. 19 for a 20. Okay. Fiskworth, the orcish woman who is crying, looks at you. Can you help him? Please, please, anything. Oh, we don't have much, but please, I can't, I can't lose him. I set down my weapons, my crossbow, my little wing plates and just slowly begin to approach. I can, and if there is nothing I can do, I promise you we will find a temple that can. If I may, may I look over him? The others in the group look to her. They don't go far, but they do part enough to let you through. I'll begin examining this gentleman. Okay. Uh, roll me a medicine check. Oh boy. Okay, I've got one inspiration still. Okay, come on. I'm so nervous. Thank you to everyone who bought inspiration. <laughs> Thank God that's a 21. Okay. He is down, but you think that your powers may be able to save him. You've taken a lot of lives, Fiskworth, but you also know how to save them. 
friends and family before, but never a stranger. Uh, he's, he has a pulse, I announced to the group. I can perform a ritual, but it will take some time. I can stabilize him at the very least. She just nods through her tears at you. I will begin prayer of healing. It will take 10 minutes, but the tool I rolled is 21, so that actually should restore all of his hit points. But it's going to take a while. So I just take this bat skull chain off my neck and begin murmuring prayers and a hooling. It's probably terrifying. It sounds like screeching and chittering and all sorts of creature of the night sounds, but blood just drips from this and into him and soaks through his armor, through his skin. But his cheeks start to brighten. His breathing maybe steadies. Fiskworth, you do this and you return him to full health. His max was 11. Oh, oh my gosh. Hearing like the, everything going on there and then having heard running footsteps, I'm letting, during that 10 minutes, I'm letting Fiskworth do her thing. I'm just walking away from the group, straight line towards the sound of retreating footsteps. I was about to say, please go check on you, Lisa. I'm so yeah. worried. No, yeah, I, I was making sure that this was handled first. I'm, I'm being the dad of the group. I made sure this is handled first, and now I'm going that way. I don't really need to. With your hearing, go ahead and roll me survival at advantage to find Yuiza. Your DC okay. is 15. Uh, I made 15. Fantastic. Uh, Yuiza, you hear footsteps approaching behind you as you retreat. It's not running, it's it's that just like slow, heavy walking, and you can tell as a stick. She is, we kind of see her just running through the trees, like her face just past every tree, and we start seeing these big tears well up as she is having a panic attack. Her breathing is heavy. There are images of fire and people chasing, and we see her running past the trees, and then we see a picture of baby Louisa running in the forest past trees. And then we see her again, her face changing from this human gentleman that she had met once upon a time to her own face. I think at one point she stops and falls to her knees just heaving and panting she is muttering to herself like no no I, I didn't it was I was a mistake I didn't I'm not no I didn't I, I didn't mean to it's uh, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a monster I didn't and she's just muttering to herself hands gripping the earth yeah keep on walking forward until I reach her and then just walk directly up behind her and that like feel the back of the head put the hand on the side of the head just gonna stand there for a bit let her catch her breath it's a mistake I didn't mean to I didn't know what know. was going to happen I know I I know I know it's a uh, scary situation and everybody everybody reacted Not, I'm not a monster. At a... Anything. This is evidence of that. 
and her head tilts up and she looks at him with big Ghibli style tears uh, and he can hear her sniffling as she just hugs him and sobs into his chest I'm gonna hold her there for a for a good minute and then when there's a lull in the sob I'll just let her know Scorth is attending to the man he will live could I I can't go back there you can you may have to in fact that is the difference between humans and monsters it's atonement They have no reason. They have no reason to atone me. They're just going to be angry and they're going to run me out. And I don't want to keep hurting people. Something that is going to have to be worked on. Have a responsibility in the roles that we have ourselves. You make mistakes, yes, but have responsibility both in how we handle these situations and in the moment and out. You're going to continue making your steps to not be a monster, to prove it. You're going to have to go back there. And even if they don't forgive you, you're going to have to say it. Sometimes you don't get forgiven. But you still have to say it. And I just write the letter? <laughs> Not this time. I know it's stupid, but... Will you hold my hand? Of course. Mr. Lassa helped me figure out how to get back. I don't know <laughs> which direction I walked. I went in. I don't know either. Thank you. We will have a uh, conversation of a group about... Uh, we address these circumstances going forward. The reason I chose the method of restraint instead of harm. I need, I need to tell you guys something while we talk. We'll get to that too. Okay. She'll get up and take Adat's hand and start walking back with him. walk all the way back to the people slowly, slowly like that, that rest of the ten minutes and then a little bit more probably uh, as you make your way back um, you come across everyone surrounding the gentleman the Fiskworth has successfully revived him and uh, they are helping move him out of the space between the tents um, Yuiza, uh, Yuiza, as you walk, make me a perception check. 
Fiskworth, you can make this check too. Ooh. Four. She's still wiping tears off her face. What was your check, Fiskorth? 17. 17. Uh, Fiskorth, as you see Arat and Yuiza approaching, um, you see just past them to a rudimentary butcher table that has been set up. You think that maybe this was the sound of the meeting thud that you were hearing earlier, someone preparing their meal? Hems, I was right. Thank the heavens. The hooded figure gives a disgusted scoff and storms off to their tent, telling the others to get rid of you all. And the blonde woman, and the gentleman that Yuiza save, and the tall one, with his brooding eyes, looks you. Calm yourself, Abby. I am. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. We will we will be leaving shortly, but first, uh, I'll just gesture towards Yuiza. Hmm. What do you all want? The tall one says. I'm supposed to be sad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't smile, it makes me laugh. Uh, <laughs> take, a, take a drink of water, you thirsty kids. <laughs> Chat, they've been talking about this NPC all week. <laughs> mm-hmm. The ungodly things we would do for this man. Y'all are concerning to feminism, honestly. Yeah, who wants nothing to do with us anymore? <laughs> I'll just gesture to you, to you, Isa. Yuiza's going to take a step forward uh, and look the man in the eye and say, what happened tonight was my fault. I apologize. I did not know the situation and my friends there in dan- were in danger. I don't expect any of you to forgive me or be lenient about what happened tonight. But I would like to apologize nonetheless. I didn't, I wasn't aware that things would end up that way. And as you say this, the gentleman in the back, he has a shield and a spear. You recognize him as the person you saved on the road. Kind of elbows the taller gentleman and the blonde woman on either side of him. And I, boss, I do think they're all right. She did kind of save my ass on the road. Um, I fell off my horse during the race. I didn't actually, um, I didn't actually jump off, like I said. She cut the stirrup so I didn't, you know, get trampled. And the gentleman looks down at him and back at you, Yuiza. State your business. <laughs> this is a PG 13 stream. <laughs> You'll think I've been holding back this entire time. I would have kissed this man with tongue. 
I killed his friend, so I think my chance is out the window, but... (laughs) Do I just have to talk to everybody while you stare lovingly? No. Um... Um... We... We're... Um... (laughs) She looks to at and squeezes his hand. Business was curious. Our business was curiosity. Everybody left all at once. As wardens, we were trained to investigate. Started to investigate. Misstep after misstep, weapons were drawn. I attempted to restrain. Everybody reacted. Here we are. A poor effect of dominoes. At that, Arat, he gives the loudest belly laugh and tilts his head back to the sky. And the rest of you watch as he looks at Arat with a smirk on his face. Yeah, Warden's getting training. That's a new one. In Dulhern, they do get them. Oh, yeah? How much did you get before you got your little uh, shiny badge? Clearly not enough. Yeah, never enough. I'm new to the surface, so you'll have to forgive me, sir, but they, I joined because I wanted to help. I wanted to do something other than, you know, what one might do in the Underdark. Wardens aren't allowed in cities? So you're from Dolhan? We all came from there. We are from around different places. I guess word hasn't gotten that far yet. Nah, they kicked wardens out of Ukraine. Mm, month back. Causing too much trouble. Investigating. Where they weren't needed. Capital's thinking about uh, giving them the boot, too. Here the queen isn't too fond of them these days. The same matter of uh, private investigators versus... ancient ones, or is there more to it? People don't like it when people take matters into their own hands. I mean... You all operate without any government supervision. It's been allowed for a while, like the rest of the guilds, but... I think, uh... Today speaks for itself with the uh, quality of what the wardens tend to do. Yuisa just pulls her hood. For what it's worth, uh, our time... Our immediate time as wardens was... rife with combat, so... there is edge to our training. But you are correct in that. Not nearly enough. I don't care about your story. Or what you've seen. We've all seen shit. It's my job to keep these people safe. So unless you have business here with them, I kindly ask you to leave. And I won't ask kindly a second time. Absolutely. I'll just wave to everybody. Does anybody have anything they need to say before we go? Or are we done? Your people, why are you taking them so far out into the woods here? The city is just up the road. Is there a reason? We could help. Do right by you, so to speak. Do right by us, yeah. Uh, Their business is their own. They hired us. So we're taking them away from the city. Away. Very well, then. Uh, I do apologize for how this ended up. I hope your friend heals well, and we'll 
we'll make our way. And I pray that you all have a safe journey. As you say that, Fiskworth, he walks forward until he's right in front of you. Six foot four towering over you. <laughs> there, don't do this to me. He leans down and extends a hand. Thank you for what you did today. I'll extend the little nubbin and shake it. He shakes it, nods to the others in camp, and heads into the tent. Over his shoulder, you hear, Blaze, I expect them to be gone soon. We are the... And, uh, Yuisa. The gentleman that he addressed, Blaze, walks I'm up really to you. sorry about tonight. Uh... Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that did not go well. Not an excuse, but I have a lot of things that I don't know how they work, and I got scared, so I apologize. You know, these make these things called practice ranges. Maybe you should, um, check those out. But, uh, thanks for earlier today. I didn't get to, um, I had to run after my horse, and I didn't really, uh, thank you, but, um. You're welcome. Yeah. It wouldn't have been fair to deprive the world of a pretty face like yours. <laughs> uh, uh, if I wasn't, uh, if I wasn't leaving, I'd ask you to the festival. But uh, I hope your travels go well. And you see him turn a bright pink <laughs> across his cheeks. See you around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Remember, uh, horse riding safety. Uh, backs up. And you see the blonde woman. <laughs> yeah, please remember horse riding safety. And she elbows him uh, a little bit and gives a shut up. To blaze in the elf uh, woman as Sulong is leaving, he'll just. She's probably been through a lot tonight, but um, when you get the chance, could you tell that uh, orc lady that she gets a free shot at me next time we ever meet up? I feel bad about punching her in the face after all that. They look at each other and then back at you and the blonde woman says um yeah we'll tell that to the botanist huh yeah maybe she'll I don't know throw a potted plant at you or something wouldn't be the first time sorry again let's go everyone please I actually want to walk people like yeah back the direction that we came and this time, I, I am leading. I am leading the group at this point. Just forward. I'm just gonna hold on to Aaron's hand with my little nubbin as hard as I can. Yeah. When we get when we get far outside of the uh, the range of the the camp, I'm gonna say. I did have a bit of a speech about how, as wardens, we need to practice precaution, uh, restraint over violence, but. After that speech, I have more questions about our position than that would warrant. And from cities. I just... Was I doing a bad job sneaking? 
Like No, I thought we were having a conversation with them. And then blades were drawn when I mentioned we were wardens. Well, I, I thought that I, the plan was y'all would stay in the woods and I'd scout it out, come back and report. I was staying on one area of the woods and then I tripped and I hid away. And then when I come back, there is swords drawn and people fighting. And I did some stuff, which we'll talk about later. Uh, and now we're here. I admit I was curious about everything being talked about. I didn't realize we'd be perceived as threats. And all right. Also, that is also why I intended to go in invisibly before uh, we put a snake into camp. It's a very tiny snake. Well, you were found still. Got a snake after the fact. Um. I respect everybody's autonomy. Please respect mine. If I have an idea about going in as a snake, I expect people to stay put. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fair. Maybe we should explain plans before acting on them. We can do a better... I think we can do more of a, more of a job. I, I had thought that somebody sneaking into camp... Was a pre- was a present mm. plan, but yes, we can discuss things more plainly. At a point, we they really just accepted all of us on a whim. They didn't think that I was from a cult that worships a demon flesh from the hells, and no, they don't really do background checks, do they? These we're wardens. Somewhere, let's not lead with we're wardens. Well, we should. Yeah, we should maybe keep our badges in our bags. I just figured we help people. That's what we did in Dolhen. I suppose there's more to it. If the wardens are as independent as it has been made to sound, then obviously the wardens of Dolhen are very useful for a town that uh, the Empire does not usually reach on a regular basis, whereas Bigger cities like Ukraine and the capital maybe do not like people playing detective. Powers clashing, lines of authority getting in. Oh, it's like home, really. And of course, walking and talking. And as the very large gentleman mentioned, mm-hmm. not lack of training does come into play. Yes, that very large, dashing gentleman. I hope we meet under better circumstances. People are going missing up in the mountains. Did catch that? Biscuit freezes up. Could, did they mention a specific range? No, they probably would have, but uh, things kind of kicked off. I might have a notion of why that's happening, but we should do that once we're away from prying ears. Yes, I assume it's the mountain range that is closest to the capital. And this area that we're in. So that would be more towards the end of the range. The chapel, yes. I would like to lay down for a very long time, please. Give it 20 minutes, we'll be back at the inn in no time. And back at the inn in no time, 
You are. The inn is much quieter. You see the bard, the gentleman that you were speaking to earlier, still over by the piano, playing his lute, uh, playing on a more mellow tune. The two bartenders are cleaning up. And uh, you see the tiefling bard uh, chatting with them. Long is just gonna meander over to the bar, try to hail one down. Uh, sorry, are you closing up for the night? Uh, the gentleman behind the bar, uh, he has a large, like, mutton chop, uh, a large mutton chop beard, uh, graying a little bit around the edges near his mouth. Uh, I mean, not quite yet. We're gonna be open for another few hours. Uh, Silong will put down money for a couple of pints of ale and we'll sit at the bar and drink. Isa's going to reach into one of her bags, which is the bag of molding, and put out a wine that she had put in there a few weeks ago. Isa, you you put in a a bottle of wine that was recently bottled and you pull out the most delectable fine vintage from your bag of molding. Uh, for those listening at home, the bag of molding is a item that RJ and I came up with uh, as a part of uh, some silly things that I included in a holiday one shot. And it is a bag of holding that has been modified to age anything that it puts that you put into it instantly. Uh, very good for quickly aging your cheeses and your uh, uh, wines. See, Yuiza takes. There's a. There's. I think she put like two two bottles in there. She takes it and she bites off the cork and just throws it and just starts drinking straight from the bottle. Uh, as you do, it's time for the bards to swap their shifts again, and Artilles clops on over. Uh, you went for a walk and now you're drinking a lot. A lot has happened, Artilles. Uh, I really don't want to think about it tonight. <laughs> she takes another big swig. Um, I'd rather just get drunk. Okay. Um, well, Barbara's going to do the final set of the night. Would you like a drinking partner? Sure. Pull up a chair or sit on the floor and uh, you want, you want, this wine's really good. Yeah, they don't really have um, uh, chairs uh, in here for me, uh, but uh, he moves the chair out of the way and sitting down uh, on the floor, he is actually at the height of a normal person next to you. Yeah. Uh, and he'll flag down the bartenders who bring over uh, a drink for him. You, um, you want to try this? It's uh, it's wine. It was bottled recently, but I have this bag that's really cool for wine, and it tastes like super good vintage. He drains the glass that they brought him and sets it down in front of you. <laughs> She's going to pour him a glass of this wine. Try that. Oh, that is good. That is... You said that this was bottled recently? Yeah. Oh, this tastes like the stuff that they have at really fancy parties. Yeah, it's called a bag of molding. A 
bad there is there mold in this? No, but it ages things. So it's really good for cheese and wine. I have some cheese in here. Do you want to try it? Sure. Do you want me to get some some bread or some meats to go with it? Yeah. All right. Uh, and uh, he will get up and head over to the bar and comes back a few minutes later with a plate of uh, charcuterie for you to enjoy with your bag cheese. Uh, what are the rest of you doing? I have sat right down at the table that, like that we st- that we stopped at, and Eric just sits and just just quiet at that point. A lot of processing. Hiscorth is going to sit on the same chair as Arat. She does. That's closeness is community, and she very much needs that right now. And she does not understand the implications of hopping into a man's lap, but she just needs her Arat at the moment. So Ara's just going to feel this weight settle into his lap and this little sigh from Fiskorth as she plops her chin on his shoulder. I didn't think I'd be joining another group of monsters, Ara. You're not. You're not. No, but the Wardens have done terrible things. You heard what that man said. Wardens, apparently are not much of a group. The Wardens of Dolhan are a group. The Wardens of Ocran were a group that got run out. It seems the only thing that is in common between these groups is a name and a very loose set of rules that some places work much better than others. Oh. Well, there's that, I suppose, and we tried our best to do right by them, but great, now they're wandering into the mountain ranges where my family is probably going to rip them to shreds without a doubt. There's nothing I can do. I just sent them on their way without letting them know because I was ashamed and already felt guilty. Well, it did seem like they uh, at least knew that something was happening up there, so they're not walking in unprepared. If I were out eyes, Fiskworth would be looking into them right now, but you just feel her two little claws holding your face. Have you ever witnessed an holding raid, Arat? Hey, I believe you're the first one I've ever met. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many warriors they have or who's taking watch. My, my mother, one of them, engaged in them. We hadn't on a stealth of night, they can never hear our wings, and by the time that they realize that something's happening, they've already been swept away into the caves. I think I should go back out and warn them, and she actually just abruptly gets off Arat's lap and starts to toddle out the door. I'm, I'm going to immediately just, yeah, just a hand, I guess, on the closest thing, which is, like, just around her midsection. No. Wait. They're going to die if I don't tell them they're going to end up in barrels of wine I like I did to other people. Then we are going to go tell them, but do not rush in panicked. Compile what you are going to say. They are not leaving yet. They have a camp. Compile what you wish to say. You will walk back. Let them know very plainly that we are there before we come in, come into view. And do you tell them what you know? It's almost as if his touch is calming her. 
Will you come with me? It's absolutely going to, yes. <laughs> I do not feel comfortable just letting you walk back into a place that told us to leave as soon as possible. Can I fly us there? Fly us most of the way there. I think they may not take kindly to that kind of arrival. Maybe where we Hell. ended up. Can do. And she'll just take his hand, lead him towards the door. I'm just gonna like hold my hand up, like just like, like very like casual, like waving off to anybody that can see us, because I don't know which direction any of my friends are in. So it's just very much like we're okay, we're okay. Suong looks up from the table where he has a notebook up and looks over to Suong, uh, Fiskorth, and Arat, and just eyebrow raise. Nothing? No? No No goodbye? Have fun, you two. We'll be right back. Quickly, even. It's, it's very urgent and private. Okay. So Fiskort and Arat are rushing off. Sulong, you are having a few drinks? He's having a few drinks. He's writing in a journal a letter addressed to his mom, not his mother. Um, Dear mom, it's been a lot. And that is the only sentence that has been on there for the last five minutes as he's just staring at the blank pages, just like... (sighs) Yuiza... Uh, the gentleman that you are sitting with is uh, uh, very obviously trying to cheer you up a bit. Uh, he's telling you about uh, the Panu Republic and the festival he's going to be performing at. Uh, and uh, that there were some folks in here earlier uh, inquiring about the happenings of the festival. It seems that a person who disappeared several years ago during the festival suddenly reappeared. And although everyone in the Pan Republic is in high spirits that this person was found, they're a little concerned because the things that they're saying aren't making any sense. Does this person have a name? Um, yeah, I wrote it. I wrote it down. Um, they have a name that starts with a letter, and (laughs) I definitely, I thought I wrote it down. I definitely thought that I wrote it down. But if if you go, if you go to the, um, if you go talk to Paulina, Paulina knows. Paulina's super cool. You're very adorable. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> I will ask Polly not. Is it? Do they have they told people what he's been saying that doesn't? Make uh, sense? She, I do, I do. Remember, it was a girl. Okay. Um, something about like, well, like there's like a whole like it's it's been like five years, um, but there's like this local legend. Yeah, there's there's this local legend that started because of it that if you pass by telling your loved ones how you feel about them before the end of the three day festival is up, uh, they could be snatched away by a demon of woe. 
super cool. If you so, tell like, them how you feel, they'll be snatched away if by... You, if you don't. If you oh. don't, if you pass by, pass by means to not tell. Um, I, it's it's kind of okay. like a flowery way of saying like, if you love someone, like you better you better you fluff and tell them, you know. Oh, that makes sense. I feel yeah. like you should yeah. live by that, um, despite the curse mm. or the demon. Um, I don't think the demon is real, but they make some really cute artwork and put like it on like you know those paper things that like you you cut out the design and then like you pull it apart and you get a string of them. They make those. Oh, those are really and cool. pom-poms. Oh, those are yeah. cool, too. They're very soft. Um, is this festival going on in the city? Oh, yeah. It starts tomorrow, actually. Oh, that's really cool. Maybe uh, that's city up north, right? To us right now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can get there by, like, noon if you leave tomorrow. It's the, uh, it's called the Vale of Tines. Oh, well, um, we're pro- we're gonna go up there tomorrow, actually. So maybe we'll see you perform. Cool. Uh, here is um. Do you have Do you have paper? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, okay. I do. She'll uh, take out a little note, her little journal. Uh, here is where I will be performing. Um, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be here uh, every every night. It's called the Cozy Rosy Tavern. <laughs> That's um, adorable. It has the it has a big chair out front with like a sculpture of a rose. Um, it's it's really adorable. Uh, Rosie runs it. Uh, I don't know. I think her mom named her after the tavern or the tavern's named after her. I'm not quite sure, but uh, she's super nice and she lets me perform there every year. So um, yeah, if you if you came by, that'd be super cool. Yeah, I'd love to come by. I know I missed your performance tonight, so I would love to make up oh, for it's, that. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's nothing. Yeah. Um, you want another drink? All right. Uh, and he will get you another drink. And that is where we are going to go to break. And we will come back tomorrow for the Veil of Tines and uh, see what Arad and Fiskworth got up to in the evening, too. Let's go ahead and get back into it. Now, as we left, uh, we leave Yuiza and Sulong in the bar, Yuiza talking to the bard. And uh, we pan on over the camera, zooming in on Fiskworth and Arat as you head outside. Uh, where are you all going? Uh, Fiskworth was going to fly us back to just before the camp so that we could walk into camp or walk towards camp while letting them know that we are there so she can let them know about the potential danger. Okay. Um, Fiskworth, can uh, you make me a strength check to see if you can lift Arat? I hope I can, because that's going to mean a lot of romantic plans go out if I can't. 17. Okay. Uh, yeah, you are able to lift Arat off the ground uh, and fly towards this encampment. It doesn't take you long. Uh, it wasn't a difficult route to follow. And you do find yourself uh, nearing the camping site. What do you do next? I will just call out, Salutations! It is us again! But we have come with important news! Uh, as you as you approach the camp, heads turn towards you all. Uh, the blonde woman, uh, the blonde elf, and Blaze uh, are standing near 
excuse me, near the fire. Um, they're apparently on watch, uh, and uh, they both look to each other. And Blaze kind of does that like crouch run forward as quietly as possible. Um, why? Why are you? Why did you? Look, the boss isn't really happy with y'all, so you should probably leave. No, but we need to speak to your boss. It, it involves your lives. You can tell them if the boss is not happy with us, so long as they know. Uh, okay, um, are, is it because of something you all did, or...? No, it involves my family, actually, and your traveling route, and I'll... All right, do you have a map on you? Uh, do any of you have a map? Uh, yeah. I do not. Uh, we'll pull it out. post haste. I'm gonna go get the boss. Uh, and still doing that awkward crouch run, uh, Blaze goes back to the large tent, and there's a few grumbled murmurs that you hear coming from the tent. Um, a few colorful words said by a certain voice who was not very keen to see you, uh, being from the uh, small hooded figure uh, that you saw that had uh, quite a bit of disdain for the wardens. Uh, but only Reaper, the tall, uh, dark-haired gentleman uh, clad in his uh, leather pants. He has uh, doffed his fur and armor, and he comes walking out in a rough-spun uh, white tunic top. You're back. Let me just pick my job on the floor, firstly. <laughs> Secondly, this court gap. Just, yes, uh, it's a matter of grave importance. It involves your safety, the safety of all the people here. Okay. And that would, would be... Uh, you're traveling through mountain ranges, yes? Uh, have you heard of... She makes a big gesture to herself. Hoolings, bat people, blood demons, I've heard being thrown around. Like the Ahuling up in Silskarme? There's one up in Silskarme? Uh, I don't know where that is. I, I'm new to the surface, but it appears that the route that you're going along, that you're taking these people, it leads to, um, shall we say, former associates of mine who feed off of travelers, taking them into the night. And I promise you, you will not be able to fight them, and I need you to reroute, or else they will put all of you into barrels of wine. Please, I I'm being very truthful. They'll she was concerned for your safety. Into barrels of wine. Yes, the Chapel of Cacophony. More of you will become the barrels of wine. Okay, and uh, where exactly do you think our route is taking us? Uh, my friends mentioned mountains, and it just so happens that this chapel is within mountains through several cave systems, and I was immensely worried that you and your group might fall to them because I come from that group, and while I am reformed and continuing to reform, I would prefer that no one else fall victims to my former clanmates. He nods to Blaze, who unfurls a map for you. All right. Where's this family of yours? Perhaps it would be easier if there are several cave systems. Perhaps it'd be easier if you laid out the line you were taking 
and she'd be able to tell you yes or no if you were even going past them in the first place. That's preferably. My mother was a guard. Look, she would you all them. come here poking your noses around. Then you are told to leave. Then you come back. And you expect me to believe that you're, what, doing this out of the kindness of your heart now? You can either give whatever information you need to give or you, you know. I'm not putting these people at risk by telling you where we're going. Perhaps you can mark the places on the mountain that are in a straight line from where we are upward. All right, um, I start to trace with my claw. Here's the north entrance. There are a few guards there, but enough to take down a caravan of your size. And here's the main one. That's where most of them are. You want to avoid that road. It's a popular one. It's why we would take such importance in that. There are also a few minor caves here, but... I, I put my hand on her on, on her shoulder. I put my hand on her shoulder. Like, that's... Just, you, you don't I need to detail that the entire... My love... I mean this, we are a dangerous species. Or at least the chapel is. Right. Avoiding chapels and uh, further encounters with uh, Huling. Uh, thanks. I said I was going to do right by all of you, and I meant it. And if it means not falling into the maw of my furiously famished family, then I mean to help. And he takes a deep breath, pinching the bridge of his nose. And should I expect you to come by our camp again tonight, or can I go back to bed? You can go back to bed. I, I don't think we were intending anything else. She simply wanted to make sure that you did not wander through the mountains unaware of the danger. <laughs> you think that's the only danger in the mountains? You haven't traveled them. Oh, no, I lived in them for quite some time. I just meant one more danger. And on that, he turns on his heel, taking the map from Blaze and rolling it up, heading back towards the tent. Blaze just kind of rocks there in front of you, Fiskorth, awkwardly onto his heels, onto the balls of his feet. Um, so, uh, thanks. It truly is the least I could do. It, I mean it, it. I grew up in the chapel. The things that happened to travelers there were horrific. There was a, a particular method we used for draining people, but I won't thunder you with the details. People of their blood, yes. Put a hand on her shoulder, on on like on her back, and just the I cue the ramp it down. This, you will feel that her fur is like fully puffed up. She's agitated. She's nervous. She does not want these people to die. Um, are are you too okay to walk back alone? Um, to, no. Of okay. I'm capable of taking wing. I can take myself and my mate back. Well, good luck to you. You should probably go now. We are. Sorry. Good luck to you as well. Yeah. And uh, Fiskworth, you see as he awkwardly turns and walks back uh, to his watch partner uh, and they begin a quiet conversation with one another. I'll like lead turn Fiskworth and just walk backwards uh, the way that the way back to the inn. Uh, forgive me for interrupting you. Fiskworth, I I wanted to toe the line between warning them and 
giving the every single location that your family might be and on a map. Uh, no, I, it was very much appreciated, Avrat. It's just, I do not exaggerate when I say that the chapel has ears and eyes everywhere. I know. Um, besides that, there are the aquatic coolings, and who knows if they could... I should warn them about that as well, about no, the rivers. No, no, They're not... That man seems perfectly capable of taking on dangers that cross this path. You did the right thing letting him know. I simply wanted to make sure that, again, we did not open up doors for further conflict with your family. Yeah, I... Honestly, I don't even know what to say. I can just steer people away from them, I guess. It's not like I want them to starve to death because they're my family, but I also would prefer they didn't exactly. keep killing people. Exactly. That is why you wanted to let them know, which is a de delicate balance between giving them everything and giving them nothing. You are truly too good for me, all right, Kishin? Do you feel that you've you've helped them? No, but I always feel that way. There's always something else to be done. Further evidence of not being a monster, yes? I didn't drain any of them, nor did I confine them to ironclad bars. That you did quite the opposite. You're right, I did, didn't I? I prevented a tragedy. Twice. Twice through. Let us go to bed. I very much want to rest. But I Absolutely. would like to do it as, as you do. Under the covers. Are you sure you seem to be uncomfortable with your wings the way they are? Yes, but if we are to adapt to these service things and be accepted widely, I should adapt as well. Just let me know if it is too uncomfortable. I do not want you forcing yourself into strange circumstance on account of surface customs. I tease, no worry. Very well. Yeah, you all, uh, you two make it back, no problem. Uh, you can go have drinks or food uh, in the main area or head off to your room. Yuiza? Uh, you are wrapping up your conversation with Artilles. So are you, you know, are, are you staying like in the, the tavern? Um, oh, kind of like the, the, the building wasn't really built with like people like me in mind, but like the, there's like a part of the stable um, that they've modified. They actually have two rooms out there now. They're kind of nice. Oh, that's. That's really cool. Actually, I was going to go to the stables to check on my little little pet. His name's Precious Stinky Boy. Oh, that was I thought it was just a wild animal that wandered in no, with you earlier. He's okay. With us. Okay, cool. I That's... saved him in the forest. And now he's with us. Okay, cool. I'm it's I'm glad sweet. that yeah, yeah, you didn't just wander in, yeah. little guy. Um I can I can walk you if you want. Yeah, I'd like that, actually. Uh, yeah. Good luck together. I don't know, like, I like I was obviously at the stables once to put him there, but, you know, maybe I'll get lost or something. Yeah, that's a, a really difficult 
Yeah. Ten feet to walk for a bipedal. <laughs> yeah. You have, you like, mm-hmm. your steps yep. go uh, further. They tend to do mind. that when you have more of them. No. Yeah. But what about, like, a millipede that has, like, a bunch of legs, but they actually walk, like, I think it all distances. has to do with scale, honestly. Like, if you think about it, like, they can actually move pretty fast. Like, have you ever seen one, like, in your house, and then you turn around and it's suddenly gone? Like, they're little, they're little magicians. Yeah. So, uh, and... <laughs> Yeah, this conversation about the number yeah, of legs true. creatures have uh, as you head outside. Uh, but yeah, yeah he'll, he'll help you with a little, little stinky yeah. guy. Well, thank you so much for helping with precious stinky boy. Uh, maybe you could show me your room. Yeah. Uh, have you have you ever seen a centaur's bedroom? No, actually, you set up I really a little haven't. Differently. Yeah, I figure you guys wouldn't have like regular beds. Nah, we got better stuff. Correct. Uh, and uh, he will go and un- take out a key and unlock the door. Uh, I definitely so... did unlock earlier. <laughs> so this is my room, and uh, let me roll perception real quick. <laughs> Please be stupid. Er... You are so lucky he just rolled a natural one. <laughs> and does God, not notice that his so pack dumb, I love it. and items have been moved. Um... So, uh, yeah, this is it. Uh, and you can see, like, as he moves into this room, like, he is clearly able to move around comfortably mm-hmm. in here compared to where he has to be a little more careful between the tables in the dining area. Uh, so, like, some of the places in town also have this set up, too. Um, the, the, the Cozy Rosie actually, like, has it, like, it was built more recently so like it, it has like, like one like... of these like inside yeah so like okay. I, I don't have to go outside yeah. but it's I mean it's nice no it is pretty nice it kind of sucks that you have to sleep next to the other like like to, with like other like animals I mean sometimes it can get a little noisy but for the most part like yeah. it's it's kind of like you can hear the crickets better and stuff out here I, I don't mind sleeping outside honestly oh that's pretty nice I'm from an yeah. island and they have this little like frog that makes a noise at night and it's kind of like we get used to it but like the mainland doesn't have it and it's pretty empty i mean the crickets tape up most of the space now like sound wise but like it's kind of like more silence than like my island so cool i've actually i have been to the coast i've never actually been on an island you should go. I think you'd find a lot of inspiration for your music. I I would, but then you have to like cross water to get to them. Um It's not too and far. I'm not a fan. It's of... it it takes less than a day. Yeah, but like what if I, I if I fall I've I don't know how to swim. Then don't get on the edge. Like just stay in the middle until you have to like Stay in the middle leave. of the water? No, the boat. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have boats, right? Um, they have I didn't, boats. I definitely didn't think that you just like swam to the shore to leave I, your island or anything. I did not. They have boats. You could get on the boat and go there. Cool. Well, maybe like one day we could get on a boat together. Yeah. If you want, you could like show me around your island. 
I would love that. I think it'd be really nice. Yeah. You know, Asian. maybe you could, I know I missed your performance, but maybe you could like show me some of your songs. <laughs> um, sure. Uh, what do you, what do you like? Uh, mm. Well, you said you write like ballads, right? Like adventuring ballads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've written a few. What's your favorite type of music to play other than adventure ballads? Hang on, I got one. Uh, and uh, he pulls out, uh, he pulls out his lute out, and he begins playing you a song. And as he's playing, you could swear that you can see the fireflies popping up around you. It's a song about a fake court and the courtship between two people within it. And he weaves some illusion magic as he plays. And as he does, he sings you the love song about these two people and what they overcame to, uh, to be together. It's very pretty. She is completely enraptured and enamored by the song. He's staring right into your eyes the whole time. You. Oh my god! <laughs> That's so intense. As someone who can't make eye contact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she is going to tell him that it was a beautiful song. Um, and that, you know, God, I'm so awkward at flirting. <laughs> I don't do this in real life. Would you uh, like to fade to black there and say that they have a funny thing together? Fade to black. <laughs> okay. There we go. Uh, Yuiza uh, kisses uh, Artilles and they have some, some fun time together. Whatever, whatever that may be. Uh, and we will fade to black there. Uh, Sulong, are you doing anything before bed? He's waiting for Fiskorth and Arat. He finished writing uh, his set of letters, one to his mom, one to his mother, uh, and one to his baby brother, uh, describing, like, all the cool stuff he did, minus, like, the murder. And now he has his back to the bar, mug in hand, watching the uh, Tiefling Bard play. Uh, she has switched from playing the piano. She's now playing the pan flute. Uh, it's very, it's very soothing. It's the perfect wind down at the end of the day. Music. But Fiskorth and Arat do return. I was struggling with the door in the actual program. I'm going to say that's canon for a moment. I tried to be like gentlewomanly and open the door for Arat, but it's not made for people who have one little claw. So you just hear scratching at the door like there's a raccoon there before Fiskort just pops her head and says, Handles are difficult. They are pretty hard to grasp. I heard that, and they are, truly. Did you two enjoy your nighttime excursion? It was productive, I would say. Wanted to make sure that they got where they were going safely. 
Ah, okay, cool. That line of conversation is totally different from what I was thinking you two were doing. Um, good job. Are you doing paperwork? Uh, expense report for my mother, how I'm doing for mom, and some adventure stories for my little brother. Oh! Oh, that, that, that is lovely to write back to family. You miss them very much? A little, every day. But, like, they're there. I can always go back. True. I didn't mean it like... Mm. No, it's quite alright. Circumstances given. One of us has a normal family, and the other has a cult full of bloodthirsty demon spawn waiting to snatch up whoever comes across their path. It's complicated, but no, it, it's lovely, and I hope one day we'll get to meet them. Listen, if we ever make it to Zara, my mom will love you to bits. She basically treats all of us like puppies anyway. That makes Fiskworth, like, physically melt. She just leans into her wing dreamily thinking about this. Makes her miss her own moms quite a bit. Uh, Seems silent on the family conversation. Yeah, um, Yuiza and our centaur bard friend had headed to the stable thirty minutes ago. I don't think we should oh. wait up. Oh. Oh, they must be engaging with each other. We should give her time. Suong snorts into his ale. <laughs> I've never heard it phrased like that before. Oh, I, I wanted to be polite. You can't just say that they're having, a, you know, she's very loud. If anyone wants to cover her mouth, as she says, like, oh, they're. Nope. Well, Should this I... is going to straight out say, well, but engaging in interspecies sexual relations, well, we must give them time. It's quite, really, there's so many intricacies that I'm not even sure how you quite do it. I would just say she went for a horseback, right? Is that how it works? And, uh, will you two be engaged tonight as well? Of course. I mean... Huh. So... In, yep. In fact, I think we should go now. Uh, good night! And she's just gonna head to bed and look expectantly for Arat. I'll be right there. I'll be right there. It's kind of slow turn to to too long. Is... You can't see right now, but I'm smiling very widely. Actually, hold on. He'll take Arat's hands and put them to the corner of his mouth, like either side, just to feel how wide he's smiling. You don't... Oh, no. I have a few things to recontextualize. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going to... Yeah. I'll walk in the direction of He'll shove a mug of ale into Arat's hands and then slap him on the back. I'll put it right back in his hands and slap him right on the shoulder. 
it tastes, it'll taste like ash. Thank you. And I'll keep walking. Um, <sighs> he'll turn to the bar. He'll turn to the bar. Uh, bottled wine, I guess. And he'll take that bottled wine and sit by the stage and look over to the tiefling bard and kind of motion like eyebrow raise like hmm? uh she nods her head but she does have uh, a job to finish um but yeah she'll come over and join you shortly afterwards introduces herself hi i'm barbara sulong uh you play beautifully <laughs> thanks um did you want someone to drink with? By all means, I think uh, most of my companions, if not all, are going to be busy tonight. Oh, um, well, I usually stay up for a few hours after uh, performing anyway, so if you want the company, be much. where are you from? Oh, uh, Zara, actually, uh, came by boat down to Dulhan to pick up some jobs. Dalhan, um, that's the one near the lower part of the mountain range, right? Yeah. Small place? A very small okay. place. It's been a lot. <laughs> oh, um. I don't mean to dump on you, it's... Sorry, you're not uh, no, here for that. It's, it's, no, it's fine, I just, I have one of those faces. People like to, to tell me things. He will get off the subject for her benefit. Small talk, small talk. Do you like cards? What game were you thinking? Um, well, if you're not into gambling, there's always goldfish. Or go, go fish. Is it goldfish or go fish? I think it's go fish. Like you're going in to fish Is for the cold fish? card. Oh, that makes more sense. I've been saying goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he'll cut the deck and play some a hand of cards with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, she pulls out a well-worn deck uh, and will play cards with you into the evening uh, and chat with you. And I think that is uh, where we say that everyone goes to sleep. Now, as you are all resting, Fiskorth, can you roll me a d100, please? 34! Like, rule 34. Discord, as you and Arat settle down for the night and you go to sleep, you drift off peacefully, thinking about your mothers and how much you miss them. But it's comforting being here with Arat in this little room, even though it's, it's awkward to sleep in this bed. And for a while, your dreams are peaceful. They're dreams of home. And then slowly, everything in your home goes red, bathed in a comforting red light. And you hear from somewhere, off in the distance. Now that's not that's what I give my clerics power for. 
You're wandering too far from the herd, little bat. I'm sorry, I, I couldn't. Quarry comes to us. Let it be different, Quarry. From behind you, there is a thump, thump, thump of impossibly heavy footsteps. And you feel a large claw hand on your shoulder. Pitch black as you look at it. I don't give those who worship me gifts lightly. Return to the chapel, or next time, you may not have the power left to save them. And that hand recedes slowly. And your dream fades away. You all wake up the next morning. Still alive. Yuisa. You wake up to the sound of small hooves in the distance. You can hear the stomping of your little pet in his pen, and you hear a few of the other horses whinnying, and there is a large arm around your midsection. Your back is up against something warm and firm. At first, she, um, as she tends to be in the morning, she doesn't uh, realize what life is. So she kind of just curls into this warm person, warm, solid person. And then for a moment, she's like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, and she will uh, realize where she's at and just be like, oops. If you don't open your eyes, you don't have to wake up yet. Just shh. That's very true. I'm just, yeah, I'm just gonna, just gonna <laughs> cuddle into him. <laughs> Uh, you and Artilles can have a, a lazy morning mm-hmm. waking up the next day, but he does eventually get up uh, when you get up uh, and will offer to go arrange breakfast for the two of you if you want. That would be perfect. Can I please request coffee? But like, you know, strong coffee, not like, you know, watery coffee. Cream and sugar? Mm, yes. Not too much sugar, please. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and uh, you hear him chuckle as he heads out uh, of the room, heading into the tavern to arrange breakfast for the two of you. Sulong, you wake up. You got a room to yourself. He's waking up early. He goes for a jog around the premises. <laughs> He ties a sleeping bag to, like, a tree and just starts working out. I think Artelius probably walks past him as he's just unloading some punches into a tree. Gives a nod of approval. Shirtless. Mm-hmm. Gives a nod of approval as he heads into the tavern. Uh, and then Fiskorth and Arat. How do you two wake up today? 
I imagine Arat will eventually, like when he does stir. Miss Quirth has just been at a desk, desperately penning out letters. There's a pile of crumbled up parchment around her. She's thinking, no, this is not the right wording. You can't just leave. Maybe you should just damn this whole letter business. Oh, hello. What's all that scratching noise? I was writing. You should go back to sleep. I was just writing out something very important. Practicing <laughs> the common tongue. What? What? What's you writing? Letters to no one. Letters to no one. Yes. Practice. Uh, I'm, I'm awake now, so. I'm just gonna gather up all the scraps of my wings. We should attend that uh, 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 to the road. We need to go to the road and not that we need to attend to any duties or anything like that. No. Trying to decide if this is just normal Fiskorth to Arat or if this is suspicious. It's such a fine line. Roll insight. Okay. That's a... Fiskorth, if you would like to roll against this, you can roll deception. A naturally high modifier for me. Seventeen on deception. I'm such a great liar. I'm right, lying right through my little vampiric fangs. Twenty-eight. <laughs> I told you it's a ridiculous what was that modifier. Again, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Something's definitely up with Fiskorth. I will let you, Abby, uh, take over from there. How out of sorts she would seem to Arat. Oh, she's absolutely an anxious wreck. The fact that she's trying to hide paper. She's so open. If bats could sweat, she would be drenched. Her heart rate's accelerated, if you can hear it. It sounds like a rabbit's. Getting up, I'm going to grab my eye covering and my my deck of cards and then one of the crumpled up pieces of paper. One, two, three, and... Just smooth out the parchment and just run my fingers over it to try to get a sense like what what's on here. Because <laughs> if it's just practice, I can read it. I, 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 okay, oh, fine, I'll tell you. It wasn't letters, no, but I'm sorry I lied. I, I shouldn't lie to my mate. That is terrible of me. I, that is yet another sin I seem to have committed. What? Okay. I'm in trouble with the blood father. What kind? Revoking all my power and demanding that I return to his embrace. And do you want to? Absolutely not. I'm not going to be of any use to any of you without my abilities. Well, that's uh, not entirely true, but... He was upset with me for diverting victims to the chapel, and he seemed quite serious in having me return to him. I was going to leave a letter to you all of what I must do, and that I loved you all very dearly, especially you, but I couldn't... So you were going to... Then you were going to vanish from the group uh, into the mountains to potentially not be seen again? Yes. I'm sorry. Ellen. 
think that that would go over very well. I think it would wind up with three of us going into the mountains. I should have expected that. Too curious for hope. Good. I suppose it's why we all got along so well when we all first met. Or if too stubborn to let one of our own just run off on their own. I haven't let you either do it twice this time. Do you think we're going to let you do this? Okay. I just... We'll have to tell the others that I'm at some sort of risk of not being able to provide healing for our group. I don't want to leave. Don't get me wrong, but... I've upset the Lord of the Blood Wars very deeply. The way I see it, there's a few options. Obviously, you've been told to return, but there's a few options. There is, of course, returning, which has its own many stipulations and indications. There's not returning and seeing how long it takes for this blood father to poke. Or there's middle ground she may not be too fond of morning uh, in reverse Ooh. that may involve sending people in the very direction that you did not want them to go in why does it have to be so difficult just it's easy enough to be banished and leave and then have a trial hanging over your head, but you, once you're above surface, you think, oh, it's going to be fine. I just... I don't know where I'm at. I really don't know. Uh, I know that the moment you tell the other two, you will not be able to leave on your own. Yes. Not that you could now, but definitely not when the entire group knows. Perhaps we just leave it to luck? You're the only one that can make that decision. Because this is you. However, from my own personal experience, it puts you in the path that you are to take. Right. You're right. Perhaps you are meant to help people another way. It might be the only way I know, but... You know what they say about dogs and tricks? I'm not too old. You've come to the surface to learn new ways. Perhaps that is more expensive than you thought. Perhaps you're right. We have already encountered many... to see you like this, so to speak. I don't want you to find yourself in a situation where you think that the only solution is to abandon the people around you. You do not have that circumstance. You have 
many people that care for you and want you here. Obviously, only you can make the call, but don't think that you're in this alone, please. I know I'm not. I, I know I... I just don't want to disappoint you all. I'm staying. Let father be damned. Do it because you don't want to disappoint us. Do the thing that feels right to you. You're the one that can follow your own fate. Yes. And just like meta wise, Arat is like maybe a quarter of the way putting this puzzle together that we've been that we've been on. So just like as a as a curiosity test thing at that point, just sort of leans his forehead in and just forehead to forehead with fists. Just presses against it. One thousand percent leaning right back in. Another puzzle piece. <laughs> hmm. Perhaps we'll find more answers in the capital. Maybe. Who knows? The blood God can't exactly do everything down the caverns. Maybe I'll just find a cooler god, a god with kinder intentions. Who's in terrible dreams? We've already encountered quite a few, yes? In your time on the surface. Or essences of them. True. If we ever go back to Dalton, I'll have to ask. Shop Is it blasphemous to shop around for gods? I'm not entirely sure. I would say less of shopping around and more of seeing what calls to you. Hmm. Never thought of it like that. Everything was decided. I was born with no pigment and eyes red as the blood that courses through our veins, so I was set to be a sister of Sanguine. It might be nice to see who Fiskorth could be of her own volition. Here you have the ability to learn who you are, or who you are, do what you wish to do, within certain bounds, of course, but on an existential level. I'm excited you get to, to discover that. that all, with all of you. I'm very excited to see who you discover. Gonna initiate another little head bonk and then end the scene. Uh, we'll say that uh, you can all make your way um, out of your rooms. Um, you see, you've had a lovely breakfast with Artilles. So long. Your workout was fantastic. The weather is perfect. Uh, the food, the bacon is cooked just right when you come in to eat. And uh, Fiskorth and Arat, you can uh, find your friends. Too long to you, Issa. The worst part about this is I can't make like funny faces that are uh, just gauge like what happened last night because you know, and waves his hand in front of his face. Because he's blind, yeah. 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 What happened last night, though? They went into a room together after I think Arat is putting together some puzzle pieces for himself. Like what? So we'll see that Fiss thinks of him as her mate? Like, partner? He didn't of know. Course. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. I can't believe he didn't know. <laughs> uh, Artilius comes up behind you, too. Uh, who didn't know what? Just some inner party uh, stuff. My other two party members may have engaged last night in the same way we did. <laughs> Shaboinger. Yeah, no, I, I got I got what it was without the, you know, added weird word. Um, I got to head out. Uh, Barbara wants to get on the road early so that we make her call time. Um, see you in town. Yeah. Rosy cozy. Cozy. Cozy Rosie, Right. <laughs> I'll see you there. <laughs> Just look for the big sculpture of the chair and the rose. You can't miss it. Okay. Uh, and uh, he will, uh, he puts an arm around you, Yuiza, and pulls you in for a kiss on the forehead before heading out with Barbara. <laughs> and they hit the road ahead of you all. He's so sweet. Nice. Yeah. It's Good morning, creative. everyone. Was that a horse that kissed you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's rude. He's not that horse. He's a centaur. Excuse you. That's rude. Apologies. It just... All I saw was the rear of a horse, and then I heard a... It was something. He gave me a hug and a kiss on the forehead. He's a very... He's he's a gentleman. Are you feeling okay this morning? Oh, I'm feeling perfect. Oh, good. I heard that you were a bit hoarse last night. But she's not a... a, a hmm. Was it a rough ride? So look, I was just about to ask how you were doing. Are we just going to discuss this? I could make it a scientific study at this rate of interspecies interactions. Oh, no, you've taken it too far. I'm done with this joke. Uh, we have uh, we have walking to do anyway. It was, a, it was a very smooth ride. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just a hand goes up to Yuiza for a high five, like, nice. <laughs> inspired a lot. Oh, there's a festival, guys! A Sorry. festival! I was about to say, was I engaged with the party. Uh, <laughs> that was a festival for two. This was a festival for the whole town, but not that kind of festival. Um, there's a festival at the town. Uh, so, I forgot what it was. It was, like, about this person that went missing, and then it, they came back, like, five years later. But they all, they keep making, like, saying nonsense, so people are, are confused. But then there's this festival, it's kind of like a festival of, like, love-ish? Uh, love I don't know, you have to tell people that you love them, because if you don't, uh, the demon thing will take them. Um, and so, Artilius is going to be performing at the cozy Rosie. So he invited me to go see him. He said that Patricia, she's looking at the bartenders. Uh, I think one of the people here had the name of that person because I thought it, I'd be curious if we talked to them uh, because uh, maybe something happened and we might be able to figure out what happened because they keep saying that what they said make, makes no sense. I'm a little lost. Is the festival about the person that went missing, or is it about love? I don't know! Is it a- well, it's about, like, telling someone you love them, because the demon will take them, so people think the demon took this person. 
Very lost. It's a demon festival. I think we should avoid it. No, it's. I don't remember. I was real busy last night. Sulong's gonna stand and head to the bar and ask what the festival in the town is about. Um, Ellie is at the bar, uh, the short gnomish woman with uh, dark hair. And she said, oh, um, the Veil of Tines festival? That's, um, um... it's about loved ones um, and just, like, celebrating them for three days. A lot of people, you know, get married or get engaged during that time or just, you know, start up relationships. Um, yeah. It's, um, it's kind of nice. Oh. Thank you. Um, turns to the group. And there you have it. A Val of Times. A, a happy Val of Times day, I suppose? I think she said Veil. Uh, yeah, it starts the day. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Emily. Emily. Is Emily her name? Ellie. Ellie. I'm so sorry. I'm really horrible with names. It's not personal, I promise. That's because I'm horrible with names. Um... <laughs> Wasn't there something about someone getting kidnapped and coming back, like, five years later? Um... I... think so? I don't know, I haven't been into town in a few weeks. We can ask around when we're there. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, something thanks. I heard. No, it's it's fine. Good luck. Thank I you. Think. Actually, can I buy, like, two bottles of wine? Um, yeah, that'll be, uh, five silver. Make it four. I'll give you a gold. You mean make it ten and you'll give me a gold? Make it ten and I'll give you a gold. How about I just give you enough bottles of wine to equal one gold? Uh, she I'm hands sorry, over, math is uh, definitely not my strong suit right now. <laughs> She'll hand you several bottles of wine. Um, but you were uh, told by Artilles to talk to Paulina. Paulina! Um, Paul That's, mm -hmm. sorry. Paulina Flora is a local flower vendor in town, and he did give you her address. Oh, I want to talk to Paulina as a flower vendor. Damn, I have something with flower vendors. Um, about this person. I thought it'd be interesting if we were to find out. Maybe we could, I don't know, figure something out. Certainly interesting to uh, look into. We have a lot to consider now. We have uh, people that we are chasing down, stories we are trying to unravel, learning about what is the truth about the Mordens. I know. It's a lot. I, I just, I feel like I've just been trying to be busy on the way. It's a lot to think about what we're doing. I'm not going to lie. And I know I keep kind of messing up. And I do want to apologize for last night. Gosh, you were terrified. And we did right wrongs where we could. That's the most important part. Exactly. I, didn't, I didn't mean for it to go that way. We know you didn't. We know you, Huisa. You're a gentle, generous soul. didn't want to ask in the moment. Uh, there are more important things to do, but you were the source of that strange occurrence. Yeah, what was that? Oh, yes, that was terrifying. Are you part bug? Were those your children? If so, very sorry about what happened. Did I murder your children? 
Um, I'm not part bug. They were not my children, so <sighs> I appreciate the concern. Um, so. I am not ashamed of it, and I am not. I do not regret it. But after the fight in town, I may have had a talk with Miss Laurie Moon, and we may have made a deal of sorts. And with this deal, I received a few new tricks that I can do. I don't see anything to be ashamed of there. Terribly fascinating. She she gave me uh, a book um, with things that I can study, and um, I guess I just didn't read that far enough, and I wasn't aware of how powerful that spell was. <laughs> Palo, no matter its source, always has a tie. Found this out last night, but as it turns out, we may need to find me a new god, as mine what? appears to be quite upset. Oh yes, he was not at all pleased that I diverted victims from his path of worship, so he's either going to take away my powers or force me to return. And I don't want to leave you both. Arat admits You're not this. returning. You know, he said that! It's almost like he can predict the future! So, or he just knows us. What are, you gonna, what are you gonna do? Go window shopping for gods? That's a little blasphemous, no? That's what I said! I, 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 as I told her, she will get open to it. Fate will lead her in the right direction. Yuise, you felt called to Lowry Moon. Surely something for me will call, and I'll know it. I think, I think it will. I think it comes in different ways. And to be fair, there are many avenues for you to walk down. You don't even have to just worship another god. You could find your own thing separate from that. If you want to worship someone else and have faith lead you in the way that you live life, I support that. But if you also want to do something else, I also support that. Discord just bursts into tears at this point. It's all hitting. She's got people who support her unconditionally. Muse is gonna give her a big hug. As long as it's not like a murder god or like something bad, I'll I be I think that's cool what we're it. trying to get away from. Yeah, that's definitely what we're trying to get away from. Fiskorth, I just want you to know that whatever you do, we support you. Uh... Within reason. Thank you. Indeed, within reason. But if you guys can support me through all my mistakes and mess-ups, I want you to know that I will always support you as well. Book club or not, we will always be for here for you, Yuisa. Always. I think I'm permanently part of book club now. You have Maybe. I haven't read the book yet. <gasps> you should do that. You also skipped the first meeting. And with that, we <laughs> and with that, everyone, we are going to be calling it tonight. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'm going to go around and we're going to say goodbye. 
and uh, we're going to go into our after show, talk about this runaway train of an episode, and uh, we'll see you all in the next one. Thank you to all our patrons and Twitch subscribers for your continued support. This show was made possible by listeners like you. Fiskorth was played by Abby. Arat was played by Zachary Vaudo. Iwiza was played by Alyssa Vamp. Sue Long was played by RJ. And your GM this evening was Sarah Roberts. Luck and Chaos is recorded live on Thursday nights. If you'd like to join us for a live recording, check out hypegoblin.com forward slash events for the full live schedule. Links to cast social media, third-party supplements used in the game, affiliate links, and the show's Patreon are available in the episode description. A Twist of Fate, Luck and Chaos theme by SneakerNet is available now on Bandcamp. Don't forget to like and review this episode on your platform of choice, and we'll see you all in the next one.